Man, we gotta start using Apple Cash. Okay, why? It's so easy and convenient. Apple Cash lives in messages. All right. So I can pay you in the convos we're already having. Not forget a payment or have money sitting somewhere just collecting dust. Oh, that is nice. And then you can use that cash right away and buy stuff like at a store with Apple Pay. I don't have to do all that bank transfer stuff. Nope. It's just right there. Easy, convenient, and secure. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? See how easy that was? Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Kim Crawford invites you to savor amazing with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest. Named in the Wine Spectator Top 100 list four times. Every sip of Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc is filled with tropical fruit flavors like passion fruit and citrus to help you experience golden hour how you see fit. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more and find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stefan Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And welcome to another happy hour. Uh, as always, drink responsibly if you choose to do so. Um, and we, yeah, we just hope for these to be kind of moments for you to take in your day, hang out with us, have some some conversations. Um, what are you sipping on, Samantha? Oh, I went back to my trusty uh, Hoth and Stormy. Yes. Yeah, which is essentially uh, dark and stormy with jalapenos. That I shake up in it's there. It's delicious. It's delicious. Love it. I'm jealous. I am currently out of liquor, so I am just on the box red wine. And it's nice. Red wine. It happens every time. I I have to. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, it's in your contract. I know. It's Um, true. (laughs) So this one, I teased this one in the last one that we did. This one's a bit of an unhappy hour, but I don't think it's going to be that sad. It is storming outside, so it's like perfect mm-hmm. um, for this conversation. I like you've got the Hoth and Stormy. I've got my red wine. I feel like we're setting the scene. It's appropriate. Um, but before we get into the meat of what I wanted to talk about, we do have something we want to follow up with on the last happy hour that I did um, that was about kind of how we view villains, uh, the gender differences in villains. And I was making the point that in our media at large, I feel like we give a lot more space to forgive um, and explain male, generally white male, trauma. And both of us had follow-up thoughts. Yeah. Uh, So we want to include it in here. Um, So Samantha, what you were telling me about uh, a show that has a bit of a different... 
It's right. like a different vibe going on. So one of the shows that I love dearly and is now on my repeat list with Supernatural, New Girl, Parks and Rec is Once Upon a Time or Once, uh, which is a Disney ABC show. Uh, I think they've gotten new pickups. And I know people know it. People love it. Um, it was the same creators that did Lost. So it was a whole mm. different look. But essentially, it is fairy tales that come into the uh, reality, today's world, and what does that look like. But for those of you who may have seen it, it has Snow White, uh, the Evil Queen, Prince Charming, and of course, a spell, like the, all the dark stuff. You have characters like Rapunzel, you have uh, Rumpelstiltskin, you have all of those characters as a part of it. You'll see Mulan, eventually Elsa comes through. Um, yes, all of them come through. Wow. Uh-huh. Uh, Wicked Witch of the East come through, like so many things. So Wizard of Oz is in there, um, Peter Pan, mm-hmm. all of that. But mm-hmm. the biggest villain in the first two seasons is Regina, who is the evil queen to Snow White. And her origin story is much different other than just, you know, being jealous of Snow White's beauty. Um, but she ends up having a redemption arc at the beginning of the second season. End of the first season, you don't see the redemption arc, except for that she does feel love for someone mm-hmm. and willing to sacrifice for someone. And mm-hmm. then it turns into her becoming uh, the hero, as they say. I, literal plot is villain versus hero. And she's trying mm-hmm. to get her story rewritten to be a hero because she can't have her a happy ending until she does. Oh. But within the entire show, you have all of that. So Selena, who plays her sister, uh, is an, a villain. And then she gets a redemption arc because she does live. Mm-hmm. Elsa and Anna are featured with Hans and all of them. But they bring in the Snow Queen, who is a villain, who also gets a redemption arc. But she does die, like you said, when we were off the mic. A lot of the right. redemption arc is that they don't survive mm-hmm. to actually... But she, she, her happy ending is going with her sisters who had, who had died. So she mm-hmm. gets to be with her sisters, essentially. But yeah, it has the entirety of the thing. But it kind of does the ebb and flow of redemption. And a lot of them are women. That's interesting. I'll have to check that out. I know you've... You've told me about that, and it has Sebastian Stan in it, right? Yes, which, up. by the so, way, yeah, <laughs> we're going to talk about this later on a different episode, but he plays his char- creepy character in this, and I was like, oh, yeah, he does, and I need you to watch that episode. Oh, Lord. All right. We'll do an exchange, because I'm making you watch the Mark Hamill episode yes. of What We Do in the Shadows. I'll watch that. It's going to be great. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. We got this. I hope that's a fair exchange. It, it <laughs> I is. think it, it is. is. Perfect. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time you name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store, clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. 
This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Life is busy. There are so many things on your to-do list with so little time to do them. And you're always thinking about others' needs before thinking of your own. Trust me, we understand. Kim Crawford does too. That's why they're inviting you to experience Golden Hour, your chance to reclaim your time and laugh with your favorite people, play your favorite song on repeat, gaze outside your window and daydream about your wildest dreams, or celebrate your victories. No matter the moment, you can savor it all with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest. As the number one ranked Sauvignon Blanc in the U.S., Kim Crawford has classic aromas of lifted citrus, tropical fruit, and crushed herbs to help you stay in a golden hour state of mind. Because golden hour is more than just time, it's whenever you want to savor amazing. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more. That's KimCrawfordWines.com to find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. One thing that I forgot to mention, um, like you said, is that the redemption arc, I kept using that term when we were talking about male villains and the examples I gave were, uh, I gave a lot, but three of them, like Kyle Ren, Darth Vader, Severus Snape, they do have these redemption arcs. And in some ways, you could even argue like if the main theme of like whatever property they're in is their redemption arc, or one of the main themes anyway. And redemption is almost like not the correct term because what happens is they die <laughs> before they're redeemed. And then they die before they do any of the work of possible redemption because. You know, if you've done these terrible things, I'm not saying you shouldn't try to fix isn't even the right word, but try to be better and try to do what you can to help. But like, as we've said a lot, forgiveness is not up to you. It's up to the person who you've wronged. So doing that hard work of trying to be better, they never show that part. They just are like, oh, they're good now. (laughs) <laughs> Goodbye, they're dead. Um, and like Severus Snape is a little different because you kind of get this like flashback thing where you're like, oh, he's been doing this. But still, you don't really see it. Right. Um, it's sort of like mentioned like, oh, yeah, he has been doing this stuff behind the scenes of trying behind to save Harry. But he was doing it, I mean, not to dismiss it entirely, but he was doing it for various selfish reasons. Um so that's a point I meant to make and forgot to make. And I do think that's important because it's kind of like we see all of the terrible stuff they do and then they do one thing where you're like, oh, okay. And then right. they die. <laughs> Which is why I think I do like Once Upon a Time. There's a lot of it. It's like, it's continual miscommunication all the time and back and forth. And it, it, it does try to contrive on the idea that there's no just plain good and evil people have the the mm-hmm. mix. Um, but the fact mm-hmm. that Regina's story of trying to become a hero or good lasts pretty much the entirety until the last uh, season, which that was like a big turn 
And I just recently mm-hmm. watched it because I hadn't seen that part, but it, it jumps the shark where the main young character who starts all of this uh, is like an adult and he has his turn to do all of the uh, work. Which, by the way, mm. in that as well, in the new, the last season, they have uh, a new version of Cinderella and the mm. wicked stepmother, who is the villain, also mm-hmm. has a redemption arc. So there's a lot of women, evil women, that kind of has a different conversation, different turn. I'm sure there's a lot of problematic things that I've not noticed that are like, what? But the heroes Mm -hmm. and the heroines are typically all women Mm -hmm. with some uh, back characters. So I do appreciate Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's good to know because I did research this and people had a lot of examples, but a lot of it was stuff that um, I kind of had to take their word for it because I hadn't seen whatever yeah. thing they were talking about. So in my own experience, I do agree that generally we're way more forgiving of male characters than female right, characters, right. especially villains. But I'm happy to know that that exists. Yeah. And I know there's um, a big fan base for Once Upon a Time, which is why it lasted as long as it did. Um, mm-hmm. And people love Regina, her character. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, I said, like, I love Hella. I get the critiques against her, but I I love Hella. And there's been plenty of women who are villains that I have loved. Uh, I believe her name is Lana Paria. I'm so sorry if I'm saying this wrong. Uh, But people love her. Like, her, because she does evil. She has this deep, gravelly voice. And when Mm. she has that smirk, I don't know if anybody could play this character better than her. Like, she does an amazing job. And, of course, we have Jennifer Morrison, who used to be on uh, House and, you know, pretty famous, as well as Jennifer Goodwin and Josh Dallas, who was in the first Thor movie as oh. the blonde friend. I can't remember the oh. name. <laughs> yeah. There you go. The way I like to, wow. you know, cross-reference yeah. my shows uh-huh. and movies. I love it. I love it. I often think of you whenever someone's like, it's this person from there. I'm like, ah, yes, Samantha. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so I'm glad we had that update. So this this whole idea that I want to talk about, I'm not going to go into it too in depth, is something that kind of came to fruition because I've had a lot of family drama recently and... I just got it in my head that like, what if I'm the problem here? Like, what if I've been looking at this the entire incorrect way and in instances where I'm trying to help, maybe I've been hurting. And it's that whole like, from a certain point of view, Obi-Wan Kenobi nonsense. I get what you're saying, man, but geez. And I just, I was thinking about it and I, so one of the traits particularly in question, is I am someone who I feel I struggle with expressing negative emotions, even when it would be healthy to do so. And because of that, and there's a lot of reasons for that, and I believe I've talked about it before, but one of them is I feel like women are generally socialized to not be negative, um, to kind of be these like positive life of the party, socializers, I'm going to make sure everything's fine um, and move on. And I just, with some things that have recently happened, I just started getting in my head of like, what if that did so much more damage (laughs) than I ever realized when I thought I was trying to help? And then, you know, then you go down the like, 
well, I've been raised to be this way, um, and how many other women feel this way? And then, like, what if the other version of the events that people in my orbit are telling is that I'm the villain of this story? Um, and then I, I got all in my head of, like, you know, that makes sense to a certain extent. If you have friends... They are going to be on your side if they're good friends unless you did something really terrible. And then they should rightfully call you out. <laughs> so there's a part of me that's, that's like gets it, but then there's also a part of me that has that sort of trained women have to be liked unless you're a terrible person and then I don't care. But like, <laughs> I have to be liked and I have to do what's right and I have to, all these things. And we talked about that in the episode we did on um, villains. And heroes is that, you know, the story of the hero is that they're selfless, which is fine, but it has been weaponized against women, which we've talked about in past book clubs and stuff. And then I just started thinking about how that could look to other people and how that could impact other people. So I don't know. I just, I've always tried to do, like, make people happy. And I thought that was a good thing. But maybe it wasn't. And I'm doing some real self-reflection on it uh, lately. I think we talked about, we did talk about the fact that I said, you're the Bruno (laughs) (laughs) of Encanto. Meaning the mystery that really made no sense that he was ostracized or blamed. It really didn't make any sense other than Mm -hmm. he was just there. But they all wanted to place this blame on him. Mm-hmm. For no reason. And of course, and then as we've grown up and come back and reflect, people are like, wait, you're right. You're not the problem. We're so sorry. We just needed to blame something. And I'm saying this as in like not knowing much, not just knowing the bits about your life, but like sitting with you and, and kind of going through it. And like, wow, this is, it, yeah, for me as someone who you you're more likely to make it sound worse than it is. As where some people fluff it up to try to not sound as bad. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, it doesn't make sense. But essentially it's like, it just happened mm-hmm. to be you were there. And it became a focal point. And also, kind of like a lot of these stories that I get so frustrated by, but they are miscommunicating. And so because they're secrets or things that they can't be unfolded, that it's things that can't be said, Mm -hmm. assumptions are made and it becomes pretty big plot line slash tragic in the overall because what you're doing is trying to protect others, which is what happens in these stories as well. And it's like, if you could only but of course, it's not that simple. Right. It's never that simple. But that's that character, too, of like, yeah, you it follows suit in that I'm trying to protect. By me protecting myself, I get hurt and get caught in the crossfire. And there's nothing I can do because you're afraid of the results of being honest. Which is a whole different conversation. But yeah, it becomes that... Right. Origin story. Yeah. And I think, (laughs) I mean, that is a good point because definitely in examining this, it is kind of a tragedy of everybody trying to protect everybody else. And it just escalated in a terrible way. 
Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Life is busy. There are so many things on your to-do list with so little time to do them. And you're always thinking about others' needs before thinking of your own. Trust me, we understand. Kim Crawford does too. That's why they're inviting you to experience Golden Hour, your chance to reclaim your time and laugh with your favorite people, play your favorite song on repeat, gaze outside your window and daydream about your wildest dreams, or celebrate your victories. No matter the moment, you can savor it all with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest. As the number one ranked Sauvignon Blanc in the U.S., Kim Crawford has classic aromas of lifted citrus, tropical fruit, and crushed herbs to help you stay in a golden hour state of mind. Because golden hour is more than just time, it's whenever you want to savor amazing. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more. That's KimCrawfordWines.com to find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. But I also have a lot of fears that I do think are very sexist in nature. That, like, I'm afraid that people won't believe me when I tell them things. And that's, I've been called out for stuff. And it's, like, I literally shut down. And I'm like, I don't know how to prove this to you, but it happened to me. Like, I don't. Mm -hmm. And then then I get all in my head about, like, what if my brain is messed up? And I'm misremembering things and you're remembering it correctly. And, like, all the intricacies of memory. And that freaks me out. But also, I feel like women and marginalized people in general are much more likely to just kind of turn this, the blame on themselves. Like, I should have done better. I should have done more. And so that's a part of it, too, where it's become very, like, in a, and I'm trying to get better, but it's become a very negative thing of, like, all my failures, like a list of, like, oh, you're right. I did screw this up and this up and this up and this up. And a lot of this happened when I was a kid. Um, and it's culminated, but um, mm. I think that is part of it too. And it just, I don't know, sometimes something reaches a point where it's so hard to to go back and talk about it. Because uh, you've just sort of, part of your survival is we don't talk about this. Right. You don't talk about Bruno. You don't talk about Bruno. But I don't know, I... I I imagine a lot of people who have gone through trauma can connect to this some way. I mean, we even talk about it with victim blaming. It's kind of related to that of like, 
you turning it in on yourself and then all of the the kind of ripples and how it impacts people who weren't at the like center of whatever um, trauma, you can feel guilt right. for that, that you brought it up or that you talked about it or anything. Right. Uh, I mean, it doesn't help when you do have people in your life that you feel like you can't share mm-hmm. because they're not ready to hear it, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. I think I've told the story about I literally got shut down because I was talking about work mm-hmm. um, and my work was not pretty, but I was kind of happy and literally got chastised because I made someone who has never felt that way before mm-hmm. feel bad. And again, yes, the Debbie Downer content, I get it. It's not necessarily nice <laughs> and you don't want to hear that all the time. And I do had, I did have to like absolutely filter myself, but people would ask me, how are you? And then they would ask questions and I am not good at fake. Mm-hmm. I'm good. How are you? I'm not good. Right. Uh, I don't want to, I don't like that from people. Mm-hmm. So I don't give that either, but they were also close friends of mine. And it just was like, I think at one point we were talking about abuse and my abuse that I'd gone through and the fact that I got mad that she had shut me down and her husband had shut me down and they were, they, it was just a little like Samantha, really? I got shut down yeah. that way. And someone making an excuse, trying to be good friends to both of us, we're like, but you know, so-and-so really can't deal with that. Stuff like that bothers them. Yeah. You know, she can't handle things like that. Yeah. In which my response is, who the f- thinks that can? Right. <laughs> like, right. I was so angry. I was in that angry tears. Yeah. Because I'm like, you know what? You, if you would have asked me before that shit happened to me, could mm-hmm. I have handled it? No. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, no one gets up in the morning and say, man, I could handle that. I can handle assault <laughs> or, or violence. Sure, let's go. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's so unfair. Yeah. And if I'm trusting you as my friend mm-hmm. and you shut me down, you're not my friend. Yeah. But because we've learned these lessons, we have become very guarded at who we trust. Right. And I think that's that's part of all this stuff that I'm trying to untangle is because, you know, we've we've talked, we've been very open about this stuff, but a lot of the trauma I experienced happened when I was a kid. And I like look back and there are certain things that I did and said that I hate that I did and said because I didn't understand. I was a kid. I didn't understand all these like, you know, adult issues around like addiction or whatever it was. And I did shut down and I did become very closed off um especially around like any men any boys uh and kind of combative but I was a kid so it's like finding that forgiveness for yourself where like yes I regret those things I wish I hadn't done it but I was a kid right I I, I didn't and know. also who was there to protect us and and there wasn't and that mm-hmm. should that should be the bigger conversation is that, yes, we have regret as a kid. There are things that I wish I'd never said. There are things that I wish that wasn't done. This was my coping. and I mm-hmm. didn't know what else to do. And instead of people seeing that I needed help, they blamed me. Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. and I, I know as people of trauma and childhood trauma know that conversation. Yes. And that's the bigger, like, and that was trauma on top of trauma. Right. That's the, like... Laying awake at night and just turning these things over and over again in your head and thinking, why couldn't I have done something different? But you were like 14 at the time or whatever it is. Right. I don't know. I think if 
as I've said before, I think I said it in the very first half hour I did on the cinnamon roll. I think it was always really important to me that to believe I could be like, as silly as it sounds, the hero of the story. So this was pretty like I'm glad I've, I'm glad I'm thinking about it. I don't think it's bad, but it was sort of a setback. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think again, I think those conversations are important to have about what we hold up as like heroic and what we villainize. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's just something that's been on my mind. Um, I'm sure I'll have more thoughts. I love talking about heroes and villains and all tropes therein. <laughs> well, I'm going to need you to watch Once Upon a Time so we can talk about some of these characters in your Women Around the World. Oh, okay. I'm into it. <laughs> I'm into it. Um, how many seasons? How big of an endeavor am I looking at? I think there's seven seasons. All right. So an endeavor. But all right. Okay. You, can, you can pick and choose and I can help you out. You should do what I did for you with Clone Wars. Send me oh, the, yeah, yeah. the hits. A list. <laughs> yeah. The must first season. And then okay. after we can go. Because that brings the foundation. All right. All right. I'm into it. And all I ask and request is watch Star Wars with me all the time. And Mark Hamill and what we do in the show. Which I've already started. Come on. Yes. And yes. and screams and yeah, I'm a terrible entertainer. And fresh <laughs> and not at all. You're not terrible. It's my I'm love just language. Saying, I'm ready. I'm ready. All I right. love it. Perfect. Perfect. Well, cheers. Cheers. Yes. Um, thanks to everyone for joining us. Uh, as always, if you have any suggestions, anything you'd like for us to talk about, pontificate on, uh, <laughs> you can send them to us. Yes, our email is stephaniamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at stuff I've never told you. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, Christina. Also a hero, obviously. Oh. A hero. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Kim Crawford invites you to savor amazing with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest. Named in the Wine Spectator Top 100 list four times, every sip of Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc is filled with tropical fruit flavors like passion fruit and citrus to help you experience golden hour how you see fit. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more and find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect.